0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Julie R. and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Tuesday, August 1st, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book and we are on page 76, reading from the fourth paragraph through two paragraphs, ending with expressing our regret. We will comment on both. Today's readers are Allison L., Leslie M., and Carmela G., The share ID for Monday, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting is 10,222. For the 10 a.m. Monday, Eastern Standard Time meeting, it's 10,224. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively.
1: The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. We came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, we made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs six we're entirely ready to have god remove all these defects of character seven humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings eight made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all nine made direct amends to people wherever possible except when doing so would injure them or others ten continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and for the power to carry that out. And 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you very much, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Kathy V. I will now
2: ask Carmella G. to read The Twelve Traditions. Carmella G. from New York, The
3: Twelve Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. For our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself, In our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. The only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. An OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems on money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. 7. Every OA group ought to be fully self supporting, declining outside contributions. Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non professional but our service centers may employ special workers. OA as such would never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name would never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction Rather than promotion, we need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Carmella G. On page 76, with the fourth paragraph, starting with probably there are still some misgivings, we will be reading through two paragraphs that ends with expressing our regret. Comments on both. I will now ask Allison Allison L. to begin reading.
4: Thank you. Good morning. This is Allison L. recovered compulsive overeater in Ohio. Probably there are still some misgivings. As we look over the list of business acquaintances and friends we have hurt, we may may feel diffident about going to some of them on a spiritual basis. Let us be reassured. To some people, we need not and probably should not emphasize the spiritual feature on our first approach. We might prejudice them. At the moment, we are trying to put our lives in order, but this is not an end in itself. Our real purpose is to fit ourselves to be of maximum service to God and the people about us. It is seldom wise to approach an individual who still smarts from our injustice to him and announce that we have gone religious. In the prize ring, this would be called leading with the chin. Why lay ourselves open to being branded fanatic? fanatics or religious bores. We may kill a future opportunity to carry a beneficial message, but our man is sure to be impressed with his sincere desire to set right the wrong. He is going to be more interested in a demonstration of goodwill than in our talk of spiritual discoveries. We don't use this as an excuse for shying away from the subject of God. When it will serve any good purpose, we are willing to announce our convictions with tact and common sense. The question of how to approach the man we hated will arise. It may be he has done us more harm than we have done him, and though we may have acquired a better attitude toward him, we are still not too keen about admitting our faults. Nevertheless, with a person we dislike, We take the bit in our teeth. It is harder to go to an enemy than to a friend, but we find it much more beneficial to us. We go to him in a helpful and forgiving spirit, confessing our former ill feeling and expressing our regret. All right, slot there. Good morning again. This is Allison Al, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Ohio. Um, So, yeah, when I was setting out to make my amends, I was for sure hesitant and not feeling too confident about going to people. I had never... Um, admitted things I had done wrong or my part in things before. This was brand new territory, so I was um, for sure on shaky ground. And it was so important to have a sponsor and recovered fellows that I could call and ask for help and guidance before I just set out trying to do this on my own. That was my saving grace. Um, And what this first paragraph said to me was, um, what I wanted to do was go to people and say, "Look, I'm I got I've got food problems, and I'm doing this program, and they told me I need to come and talk to people. Um, so I'm trying to live according to uh, God's plan, and and so I think I need to come to you. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to start with that disclaimer, and kind of say, this is why I have to do this. But that, that doesn't serve the purpose that what of what I'm needing to do. That brings it back to the focus on, on me. <laughs> and so what I needed to do um, and what I was guided to do by my sponsor, by this book, and by God, was to just go to them, um, lay out for them how I'd hurt them um, from my perspective the best I could, and let them know that I regretted those things and that I was going to be different going forward. Um, and to keep in mind that my purpose was to be of maximum service to God and to them and others around me. And then also going to the second paragraph, um, going to people that, um, I felt had done me more harm. Well, that was everybody I had to go to. Um, I, I, uh, I thought they had all harmed me more. So, um, especially with my mother, that was the hardest one. Um, I, 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 I was to the point where at times I thought maybe I I did hate her. Um, but I had to go to her and it was hard to just swallow my pride and just lay out what I know, knew I had done, clean up my side, lay that out before her, let her know how I hoped to be different going forward, what I would do going forward to be different in our relationship. Um, and then to just be quiet and listen and be of service to her. And it was a beautiful experience. And, um, very grateful that I listened to the um, instructions in this book and that of my sponsor and recovered fellows in doing those things so that I could have a spiritual awakening, now be in touch with my higher power and continue to grow along those lines. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you so much, Alison L. Uh, Who would like to share on these two paragraphs?
5: Madam.
2: Matt. Tina
6: Jennifer S. P. Tina S. Jennifer
7: P. Jennifer P. Anyone else?
6: Harlan G. Wow. Harlan, thank you.
0: Okay. We'll start with Matt M, Tina S. Jennifer P. and Harlan. Go ahead, Matt.
5: Hi, thank you. Good morning, Um This is Matt, the postal here from New Jersey. The p- question of how they approach the manly hate it will arise. I, I have a, I had a lot of amends that I was I felt like they owed me an amends or a lot of financial amends that I didn't feel like I needed to pay the money back to these people, and that's the kind of attitude I had. It was such an attitude of like non-gratitude, the fact that they helped me out. And I had a falling out with them. That means I didn't have to pay them back anymore. It's kind of like a wrong attitude to have. I don't know where it came from, that attitude of, like, in science, sense of entitlement or that attitude of where I knew better than they did. They they, need, they, they needed to do help me out. They had to do it. And I realized that I had to pay these people back, even if I'd only paid them a dollar a day for a dollar a week, I had to do it. And uh, I started finally started doing that. It makes me feel much better, you know, and I, I went to them. I also went to my, my brother and my uncle, two people that I had strange relationships with, and I made my amends to them. It was a very beautiful thing. I had relationships with them again, especially my close friend, my, my another close friend of mine who I had a falling out with her, and my pride was preventing me from calling her again and talking with her. So I'm just grateful just for today and get out of my own way and keep myself on, uh, on the straight and narrow. That I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Matt M. Tina S. You're next, followed by Jennifer P. Excuse
1: me. Thanks. Can you tell Julie? us what page and we're on?
0: Yes, we are on page 76, with the last paragraph. Reading through two paragraphs that ends with expressing our regret. Thank you. Go ahead, Tina.
8: Thanks, Julie. Thanks for your service. Tina has recovered compulsive eater anorexic in Florida. Uh, Grateful to be on the line and grateful to be in this part of the book. You know, I uh, never wanted to make any amends, never thought I ever would get there. And by the time that I did, I was really eager to move on, you know, because it talked about the ninth step promises. And prior to um, actually studying the book and knowing that there are promises in all the steps, you know, I wanted these nine-step promises, and you know, I can remember a sponsor telling me that you know that God presents the opportunity. I just become willing, and I and I um, do the footwork, and that happened for me because when I tried to make things happen, and I say this, you know, all the time because it's my experience. You know, I first got absent in 1987, and my when I was going through the steps the first time, I had all these great plans. I had moved to Florida, so I was, and I had uh, done all my harm in Pennsylvania, so I was going back, and I was prepared. I had all these, I had this list. I had this whole thing going on. Well, by the time I got to Pennsylvania, nobody was available for any of these men, so I wasn't able at that time to do those amends. And so that was that was not the time, you know. And it tells me here that you know that the right time will be presented, and that you know that my and that I'm to to fit myself to be of maximum service to God and those about me. You know, God prepares me, and God prepares the person I am to make the amends to. And uh, and I'm so grateful that it gives me specific instructions to do that because it says we make you up. A, a, a future opportunity to care, to carry a beneficial message if that's maybe what I'm supposed to carry and and you know it's just amazing to me today that today I want to do this stuff you know because I know if I don't that I'm blocked from the sunlight of the spirit and that, and that I'm not living the way that God would have me live or that the, the way that I'm I want to live today and so with that I'll pass thanks so much thank
0: you Tina s Jennifer P followed by Harlan G
9: Hi, thanks, Julie. This is Jennifer P. in New Jersey, covered compulsive overeater. I love this paragraph, these two paragraphs, actually, because it's telling me that, yes, it's agreeing that it is harder to go to an enemy than a friend, but we find it much more beneficial to us. And, you know, I'm still at the core selfish. I still want to do what's going to be best for me. And that's why I'm making these amends, because I want to feel better myself. So So then I can then be of maximum service to God and the people around me. But I need to, to make the amends first, you know, if I had the ones that I hang on to that are the hardest, um, I'm still blocking myself off from being maximum service, you know, as much service as I could be. And I remember an amends that I, you know, the last sort of two times I cycled through these and there were amends that I was kind of on the fence about because, you know, not because I didn't think I needed to make them, but because I really didn't want to make them. Uh, one was to an old boss and one was to an old family friend. And I kept putting them off and coming up with reasons why I didn't really think I needed to or why I thought maybe it would hurt them more than if I did it and all that kind of stuff. But when I finally faced the, the truth and the reality, which was that I needed to make these amends, um, that you know I wasn't going to get unblocked if I didn't, and I did go ahead and make them, and as the book says, you know, most of the time things turn out much better than I ever expect them to, and they did, um, and then that freed me up to be more of service to God and to, to the people around me, so I can see how, how this works, you know, and, and in either case, it, in both cases, I didn't need to bring in the subject of God or, uh, you know, I, I just was able to explain that I was trying to clean up my side of the street and my past and things like that. Um, And I'm just grateful that, you know, to have the opportunity to be able to to know and use these steps and and work these steps, practice these steps, live these steps, because left to my own devices, I'd still be sitting in in that those resentments and eating over them and, you know, making further messes. Thank you. And I pass.
0: Thank you, Jennifer P. G. you're next.
7: Good morning, Julie. Thanks for your service, and thank you to Team Tuesday for this fantastic meeting. This is uh, something I could talk about for a long time, but I'm going to try to cram this into three minutes (laughs) here. Okay. The idea of restitution was one of the steps in the Oxford Group movement, and it is as ancient as ancient is. And this is something that was heavily brought into our program by the Oxford Groupers, and it was also brought into our program by the Sermon on the Mount, and it was also brought into our program from everything from the Old Testament on to the Book of James and the New Testament and everything else. But this is something that is very, very important. We sometimes get the idea that when Bill Wilson met Bob Smith, and all of a sudden, AA just kind of formed itself, and blah blah blah. It didn't. Bob, Doctor Bob, did not get sober until he went around Akron on June the tenth, nineteen thirty-five, and made his amends, made his restitution to the people that he had harmed through his drinking. But this is also an area of the of the uh, program that I need a lot of guidance from a knowledgeable sponsor because I can go in there. Now, I never kissed anybody's boyfriend or girlfriend, rather. I never kissed anybody's wife or anything like that. I had money amends, lying amends, and other types of amends than that. But I can go in there and cause more problems, more harm, if I'm not centered than I ever had in the first place. I need to go in there and look at this. And what it says here is to go in there with a forgiving spirit, to go in there and not lead with my chin. And the other thing that is very, very important for me to remember is they are not going to be that interested in why I'm giving them the money back. They want their money. I must make restitution. We do not apologize to the Constitution. We amend the Constitution, which means we change, we alter the behavior. If I'm still doing it, then it's not an amend. And before I go, I just want to say that this sentence tells me why I was born, tells me everything I need to know about my life. It says on page 77, Our real purpose is to fit ourselves to be of maximum service to God and the people about us. Maximum service is an Oxford group uh, expression. They would ask each other, are you being maximum? Are you being maximum? And they would say to Bill Wilson, bring us the stockbrokers on Wall Street. Bring us the business people. Don't bring us the darn drunks because the people on Wall Street had money and the drunks did not. And Bill would insist, I'm going to do maximum by bringing in the drunks. I do not want to bring in the guys from Wall Street. And he brought in the drunks because he felt that that was the way he could be maximum. And in the final analysis, he was exactly right. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Harlan G. Who else would like to share on the two paragraphs, starting with the bottom of page 76, reading through two two
10: paragraphs?
11: Margaret D. Margaret Margaret. D. in Georgia.
10: Margaret D. Lauren N. Yes, ma'am. Lauren N.
0: Lauren N. I think, was there two Margarets?
11: No, just one.
0: Okay. And who else? Monica T. Monica T. Okay, we'll start with these three. Margaret D. and Lauren N. Followed by Monica T. Go ahead, Margaret.
11: Oh, okay. Um, Good morning, everybody. I'm Margaret um, from Georgia, and I'm a gratefully amazed recovered compulsive eater, and welcome to all the newcomers. Um, I recently like yesterday got home from a family reunion I had not been back to see my family for 15 years maybe something like that and um, I felt like I was led to go back to the reunion uh, because of an amends that I needed to make with an older sister so I get back there the whole family is there except for guess who the older sister and so I'm just laughing now at this point because it's okay, God. What am I supposed to be doing here? You, you know, you laid everything out so that I could get here, um, found a dog sitter, you know, got the plane tickets already, arranged for the uh, board the, where I was going to stay and everything. And, and all that was done like within three days. So um, I went to the family reunion And the nieces, it's like the next generation was there. The nieces, the nephews, their children. And some of them, it was their children. And I realized on the way home, that was who I needed to make restitution to. The incident that occurred between my sister and myself was long gone, long done, long over with, and as long as I continued to concentrate on that, um, <clears throat> I just stayed stuck in the past. Even though I felt that that was an amends, you know, from working the steps, I felt that was a that I owed her an amends. Um, the amends, I think that, you know, looking back on it, that was just a way that my higher power got me into a different situation, so I could see with a much clearer eyes and in a, in a different spirit, a, a much different spirit. And when I left there, and I'm going to wrap this up, but when I left there, all I could think of was how beautiful all these people were, these um, nieces and nephews and grandchildren. And it just made me want so much to go back and be around them. And um, the last thing was, you know, talking about the word, reunion and I thought we are already united now what we're doing is trying to build that bond between all of us stronger and it was just like being in a meeting you know all kinds of varying degrees of recovery even though I don't know if these people had ever been in a meeting or not and you know it's none of my business and frankly I could care less but it was it's that rebuilding of the we that was such a blessing. And to me, it was like um, following the basic spiritual principle that like Harlan was just talking about. Time. It's all about loving each other. And with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Margaret D. Lauren N., followed by Monica T.
2: Good morning. This is Lauren N. Can
10: you hear me? Yes. Hi. Um, one of my uh, hardest amends was um, with my father, who I had a lot of resentments towards. Um, and um, um, and I basically make a living amends to him. Actually, he was not the hardest one. The hardest one was my mother, who passed when I was 13. 14 years old, and um, I hated her for dying, and I hated her for leaving me and leaving me alone with my father, who was very abusive, so he was also one that was on the list. But um, I went to my mother's gravesite, and I had, I, I made amends to her in a way that was so incredible i had she had given me this disease of overeating of of being a sugar addict and um so for years i blamed her and i and i was angry at her and and i brought a bag of um i don't know if we're allowed to say food so i'm just going to say little round chocolate things that come with coating, and it was the winter time, and I sprinkled them on her grave, and I said, thank you for giving me this disease, which allowed me to get through my childhood and my young adulthood and my adulthood until I was able to get here and be able to give this back to you. And it was so powerful, Um, and... I was the most the most incredible thing was that I didn't eat them and I sprinkled them on her frozen grave and I assumed that they melted in and it was very clear to me that I needed to do that and forgive her for what I was perceived and forgive myself for being a child and for not having grown up and that was so incredible and then I've been able to do a living amends to my dad and give back to him in a way that um I never would have been able to uh to be of service to him so this this program is so incredible and I take so much from everybody and I give back to others in ways that I've never thought I'd be able to. So thank you very much for letting me share, and I've helped.
0: Thank you, Lauren. And Monica T., you're next.
12: Good morning, Julia. Good morning, everyone. My name is Monica T and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater presently in Vermont. So here we are in the chapter into action and we are dealing with steps eight and steps nine. And just a little review here. Step eight is made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. So first of all, I was told that, you know, step eight is people I had harmed. Well, how, you know, harm. I had impacted them some way. I, some sort of destruction I had caused others. It was a negative impact that I had done. It wasn't a list of my behaviors. Who had I harmed? I'd hurt somebody. And then, of course, step nine is made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. And again, like Spence said, very, very important that you have a guide, a sponsor to help you with steps eight and nine. And I was very thankful for the guide that I had to help me with all of this. Um, because, you know, my sick mind can't heal my sick mind and I could come up with some crazy things and reasons why I shouldn't do um, direct amends to somebody. Okay. So we're making amends. So what's an amend? It's it means to make a change. It means to make a situation right. So if I had, you know, if I stole from someone, I made a financial amend. I paid them back. If I neglected or abused somebody, well, you know, Monica, you change. You start treating them with respect. And the big book here in these in these pages are also giving us do's and don'ts of how you make a direct amen, and they're telling us that um, we should have a a kind of ad. We should have certain attitudes, and in the second paragraph we read here, when we in the second sentence, when it will serve any good purpose, we are willing to announce our convictions with tact and common sense. There's a couple of attitudes that it's giving me tact and common sense. And this is where um, a sponsor really comes in. And then it says, um, he may be, he has done us more harm than we have done him. And though we may have acquired a better attitude, they're talking about our attitude towards him. You know, well, I'm not there to say what he did to me. I am there to say how I harmed him. And then the last thing, the attitude I wanted to point out was the very last sentence. We go to him in a helpful and forgiving spirit. Here's more attitude they're telling me. I need to be helpful and forgiving. And just like um, Harlan had said, way up in the top of the page, here's our goal. Our real purpose in life is to fit ourselves to be a maximum service to God and the people around us. And I pass.
0: Thank you, Monica T.
12: And who else would like
0: to share on these two paragraphs? Katie G. Starting with
12: oh, oh,
13: sorry, Julie. Katie, Katie R. G. Sorry, Julie. Uh,
0: Nessa okay. R. okay, Katie G.
2: Nessa R.
0: Nessa R. Hello, Michael M. Michael M.
2: Amy G. Anyone else? Amy G. Anyone else? Leslie M. Leslie M.
6: Terry. Okay, A. we'll
2: start. Terry A. Okay, we'll start with Katie G. Nessa R. Michael M. Katie
0: G. Go ahead
13: hey julie can i be heard yes awesome good morning everyone tdg recovered compulsive overeater anorexic and bulimic starting my timer in boston yeah i mean i too um got very 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 specific instructions um i was told never to do a drive-by amend you know i don't uh walk up to someone and say hey i need to talk to you right now i owe you an amend blah 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 in fact, what I was taught is um, you contact someone, and you ask to make an appointment, and you go. You, you know, I would say, I was told, you go to them. You make it convenient for them. Um, I had people uh, that weren't responding right away, so my sponsor had strategies for that. Um, and she also had very specific wording, you know, that when I have gone to people, like my husband, you know, husband, I regret my behavior from the other day. I was unkind, I was rude, and I was self-centered. And I see that you were trying to do the right thing with me. And I truly regret my behavior. Um, I'd like to give you the opportunity to let me know if there are other things that I did during our discussion that I did wrong. And I'd like to set this right. Um And, you know, I don't... Uh, those are so important for me um, to go to him in a in, in that spirit it, when I made financial amends and I mean I I committed fraud um, I should have lost my license and um, I had a a blessing somebody in my profession. Help me figure out how to do that, Um, but I made the amend financially um, with cash, and it was several thousand dollars, and there was a way to do that. Um, I was taught if somebody said to me, I don't want the money, I say it's not my money, I make a donation. Um, And, you know, this kind of training uh, has taught me how to make amends now. And I frankly, uh, I do it all the time. But that's because, you know, I, I was taught, I don't go when I was first learning, I didn't go out making amends to people because I would make amends when I felt guilty and i felt guilty for other people's reaction and i would go to people and say hey i'm sorry that you got mad at me the other day um or i kind of sense that maybe something's going on and you know i'll close with this nowhere in the book and you know if your sponsor says you should make an amend to yourself i support your sponsor 100 percent but what i was taught is that this process of entire abstinence and working the steps is the process of uncovering discovering and discarding the the person that i am not and training me to be the person that god wants me to be and that by getting right with god's kids i get right with myself and by getting right with god i get right with myself and in and in my commitment to being a recovered woman one day at a time that is how i get right with myself so is life-changing stay close to us stay close to the program stay close to god one more day i'm doing it with you guys and with that i pass Thank you, Katie G.
0: Nessa R. followed by Michael M. And, and I remind everybody to mute if you're not
14: Nessa R. Hi, good morning, vision for you. This is Nessa R. I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. So there's there's two reasons for uh, making amends, and uh, one evolves from the the other. And the first reason is because unless we make amends, we're not going to get um, over our drinking. And the second is to fit ourselves to be of maximum service to others. And so, of course, you know, we gotta be abstinent and recovered in order to be of maximum service. So, so when I go to make amends, that that is my only motivation. And, and making amends is really the the ultimate step in ego deflation because. I'm not doing this to feel good about myself. I'm doing this to um, set right the wrongs of my past, to clear the debris, to clear the wreckage. And so when I go to make amends to somebody, I have to do it without any expectations from them whatsoever. Um, I cannot have expectations that I will be forgiven that I will be accepted, understood, admired for my courage to make the amends. Um, I cannot have expectations that they are going to make amends of their own, and I can have no expectations that the relationship will be healed because the truth is that, you know, as I have learned in program, I cannot fix everything that I've broken. Um, as a result of my behaviors in active addiction. Um, so, you know, th- this issue of going in without expectations is very, very, very important. And I and I to say that for me, it made it a lot, a lot easier to make amends because often what blocks us from making those amends is, is false pride, is false pride. Um, and I know because that happened to me with, with my father, and I was very... Um, um, more than reluctant. I didn't want to make amends to him at all. Um and that's still in my in the way of my in, in the way of my recovery. So you know in order to derive maximum benefit, those expectations have to totally, totally be discarded. Um and with that I pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Nessa R. Michael M
15: followed yes, by good morning G. Oh I bid you to Michael M. Yes. Do I go now? Thank you. Yes. Thank you go for ahead. your service. Yes. Thanks. Thank you for your service. I'm Michael. We have covered one day at a time, and very grateful for all you do and what I've been learning here for many, many years uh, about the Big Book. Uh, I had a lot of with my insurance, and I had it once before. And I had to see my doctor out of network once, and I told her and nobody in the pra- nobody would give me. Was name and number whatever. So I had an argument with this one girl, woman, who I always liked. I didn't realize it was the same person. So I said something that really wasn't nice. And I had no intention of making amends because of my ego. And I thought about it and I said, it doesn't matter what they said to me. I was wrong. I should have never have said that to her. And I actually liked her. So I went in and I made a pause. And I was thinking of you and I told her how I felt. And that I was really sorry. And I didn't know how she was going to you know, kept it, and she smiled, and she said, Michael, thank you. Everybody has a bad day, and there's another woman there who would not help me. Said, we have 10,000 doctors. I gonna well, I said, I'm sorry for, you know, being rude to you, and then my doctor came and said to her, this is our villa. Michael's been with me 10 years. Everybody else in my practice has taken the same insurance. Fix it. Uh, and she was me, mean. The doctor but I said, oh, my God. You know, they, of course they know this, And I said, okay, thank you, higher power. And I would have to say that my ego blocked out my need to make amends. <clears throat> and it was so freeing for me because I said, I didn't curse, but I said things that weren't nice. And I don't want anyone to do that to me, so why would I want to do that to anybody else? So this particular program, Vision for You, has changed me in so many positive ways. And learning more and more about the archives and what I love is the Facebook. So thank you so much for being there and thank all of you for your service. Thank
7: you.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Michael M. Amy G. followed by Leslie M.
16: Hi, Joy. This is Amy G. uh recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Thank you so much for your service and thank you everyone. It's been a great meeting. Um well, you all know me. I got to talk about these things these, when they talk about horse analogies or metaphors, whatever they're called. Nevertheless, with the person we dislike, we take the bit in our teeth. And as others have succinctly mentioned that um, this is a program of ego reduction and steps eight and nine, particularly step nine, are definitely ones of humility and ego reduction. And you know, that saying is, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. But also, one of the biggest signs of submission for horses to take a bit in its mouth, in its teeth, so to speak. And that's where the saying comes from. Because it's a 1,000-pound animal, and to make it open its mouth and take a bit, it, it, unless it submits and is willing to do so, it's not going to. And what's what we do when it comes to Step 8 and 9. Because remember, yesterday we talked about being willing to go to any lengths for victory over alcohol. That was what I had to be willing to do. I had to look and honestly put everyone down on the list and then, again, as others have said, take a look and with the help of a sponsor, decide how, where, who, what, and when that I was to do that. I was also given great guidance, as others have said, too, about how to make those amends. For example, with someone that I thought probably hurt me more than I hurt them, I still had to have a sincere desire. And I was also, in speaking with them, I was to never use the word you because what they did had nothing to do with my amends. It had to do with me. And I had to be able to always speak from the I, the first person perspective, never using the word you in the vocabulary of the discussion. I found that incredibly helpful. And I also had to be sincere about setting that right wrong, regardless of what was done to me. And I can tell you by the time I got to step nine, I was sincere. I wanted to be free. And I was starting to see a life in and, and those who had recovered who had told me what was on the other side of these amends. And that was the promises and the freedom from this obsession, and which had been off and on at that time. So I absolutely was willing to do it, and I wanted to submit. I didn't understand it all, but I was willing to submit and take that bit in my teeth and say, okay, i got a desire here. I want to right this wrong. I want to be free of the mental obsession. And if you all could do it, then with me and my higher power that was evolving at that time, I said, okay, I was going to go ahead and do it. And it was amazing to me this process of of being able to make some of the most terrifying amends and seeing the freedom that came on the other side of it, that I have a desire, you betcha. And at the end of it became my real purpose because then I started to see, that I was a human being. I joined the human race. I could look someone else in the eye. I didn't have to cross the other side of the street when I saw someone sometimes. I could become a recovered human being with a
2: purpose, to be
16: of maximum service to God. I started to see that with with this
2: step nine. Powerful, powerful stuff. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Amy G. Leslie M. followed by Terry. Good morning, Julie. Thank you for your service. This is Leslie M., a recovered compulsive overeater um, from Long Island, New York.
17: Um, You know, the things that really spoke to me in these paragraphs was, um, but our man is sure to be impressed with a sincere desire to set right the wrong. He's going to be more interested in a demonstration of goodwill than our talk of spiritual discoveries. And, you know, that takes me back to action, action, action. Um, You know, I have to continue um, to do the right thing. Um, you know, and I can act my way into right thinking, but I cannot think my way into right action. So I had to do that. Um, and then, nevertheless, with the person we dislike, we take the bit in our teeth. It is harder to go to an enemy than to a friend. I had uh, amends to make to two of my sisters. Another sister had died and had, uh, had, you know, expressed a desire that they not know about it. So I had lied to them, and I had to go to them. And um, But I had to rewrite those scripts of my amends several, probably four or five times in order um, to follow my sponsor's direction and not do any further harm. Um, and, I, you know, I had to go to them. And, and that was the hardest ones I had to do, the hardest amends that I needed to make. But as it says here, it was also the most beneficial because that totally cleaned up my side of the street. And it, it did, um, you know, open a door, open a window perhaps in those relationships because, uh, you know, this year we actually exchanged Christmas cards and, and birthday cards. And, you know, I'll see where that goes. It doesn't, I don't necessarily have to decide where it's going today. I just have to do the next right thing. Um, and uh, with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Leslie. Bem
6: and Terry, I did not get your last initial. You are next.
2: Maybe I didn't hear it, Terry. Well, we do have time for one more share. Kelly S in Oklahoma. Go ahead, Kelly.
18: Oh wow. Okay, you have the time-y. Um This is Kelly S, Recover compulsive overeater in Oklahoma. Um, just feeling led to share on this, guys, because this step changed my life. And I know you guys uh, hear me say this all the time, but I've been around for 30-something years, and I thought I worked the program because I answered all the questions in the booklets for steps uh, eight and nine, but had never actually made direct amends like it talks about in the big book. So grateful to the WE program because if I was left alone, I would have screwed this one up for sure. Um, heard, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, my whole life broke in the- Mostly abusive home, like I'm sure a lot of you guys did, and nothing ever changed. Just heard the word, I'm sorry. So when I was instructed to go to people and make amends directly and you know, say like other people have shared my regrets um, and stick to just what I had done. Um, but what I wanted to share for me was the hardest part was it wasn't the people I didn't like. What was hardest was the people I loved and cared about. That was the most painful to me and the most freeing. Um, you know, going to my adult children, going to my um, ex-husband, who I still care about, going to one of my dearest friends and father of my son, um, and then making amends to them and hearing them when I was done asking them, if there was anything else, listening to them and being silent and listening to them share their pain and what um, and how much the amends meant to them. You know, it, it was hard. It was hard to hear that. You know, I just kind of wanted to be like, oh, that was no big deal. That was no big deal. I am mean, they're fine. They're grownups. They're okay. You know, he's over that. Our divorce was so long ago, whatever. And so that was really painful. But I want to tell you guys, it was so freeing, too. Nothing has been so hard and painful or so freeing that I've done in this program. And, you know, I'm celebrating, you know, over two years. For the first time ever, I've never made a year in this program, being around for 34 years. And I, I get to make amends daily, as my sponsor says. Another reason we have sponsors, because I can't tell you how many times I don't even realize I'm making amends, so I'm doing my nightly review, and she's like, hey, 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 hold on a minute. I got to call an 800 number the other day and ask for somebody that I um, wasn't as kind to as I should have been <laughs> and made amends. And I just want to tell you guys that she said to me, I think you just made my day. And I just, you know, I think about... It is. It's about doing, you know, doing life different, you know. I have to take the action. I have to be the different person. And now, you know, people are saying to me, I'm a different person. I never thought I'd hear that, you know. And it's a gift of working this program and doing it with you guys because I can't do it by myself. I can't do it by myself. I need you. I need my higher power. You know, I need these steps. And, you know, I just want to tell you guys, if you've been around and you haven't done this big book like it's laid out, I'm telling you, it's a life changer, and today I do it because I want to. You know, it's no longer because I have to or need to. I needed to a long time ago. Today I want to, and I love the freedom that comes from doing this every day. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Julie.
0: Thank you, Kelly. And I, we do have a few more minutes. I'd like to call on Terry A., if she's
6: available.
2: Okay. Um, who else would like to share? We can take two, two more. Sarah G. Quiet group. Sarah G.
19: Ross, Ross and B.
0: Ross. Ross Ann. Ross,
19: Ross, Ross Roxanne. Ann B. Close enough.
6: Okay.
2: All right. Sarah G, you're next. This is
20: Sarah G. from uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, Glad to be on the line today, uh, and thank you for your service. Um, So the thing that comes up for me is I've done several, I've done a number of amends, and they've always come out um, really well, um, and I've always been afraid when I go into them and one of the i've got this story that i'm going to tell you is one of the things that um really impacted me so i had been uh the um, i had been in charge of training several people and um the the um and i i wasn't very kind to anybody i was very demanding i was um critical um sarcastic all the negatives and um, still these two people stuck it out and um, then uh, fa- fast forward a number of years and I was uh, put in the position, well, before I knew, um, I went to one of the, both of them actually, but uh, to make amends to say, that because we were still working in the same company together to make amends for my behavior. And uh, that was a good number of years after. And the funny thing was that um, one of those people that I made amends to, I found out a week later, was going to be my supervisor. So the tables were turned. Uh, God led me to, to make my amends in a timely manner. And I'm so grateful I did because we had a wonderful relationship afterwards. And that's all I've got. Thanks.
6: Thank you, Sarah G. And Ruth Rus- Ann B., you're next. Ruth did I say that correctly? Star one to unmute.
19: Hi, I was talking without being unmuted, I apologize. This is Russ Ann B. in Detroit. And I uh, thank everyone for being on the line and for your service. When I think about uh, my work with the ninth step, there's a particular story that stands out. And uh, I had a a very dear friend who I had become estranged from. She had moved across the country, and I wasn't even sure how to reach her. But I really knew I needed to make an amends to her. I needed to do whatever I could to find her and to make it happen. And uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't have a phone number or an address, but I happened to be in California. And um, the way that miracles happen in this program, I left a message at a number, I got a call back, she told me she had a half hour in a half hour and uh, I was able to connect with her and have an incredible healing and it's just evidence to me of how God works in our lives when we really are sincere about our intention to recover. Because there was, there was so, the odds against finding her, and she, she was a doctor. She actually was able to leave her patients for a short period of time in order to meet with me. The, the coincidences, quote unquote, coincidences that occurred to make that amends happen um, are nothing that I ever, ever could have anticipated. And it's just evidence of how life can unfold when we're working these steps. Um, I believe that if you have a sincere intention and the courage to take the step forward, your higher power will be with you through this process, and it can go so much better than ever imagined if your heart is open. Thank you for letting me share. Have a beautiful day, everyone.
0: Thank, Thank you, you. Russ and B. I got it right. yay,
19: say okay,
0: it is. <laughs> It is now time to close our meeting. Um, Thank you for everyone who has shared. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. And will Leslie M. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only.
17: Our book is meant to be... Hi, this is Leslie M. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Long Island, New York. Our book is meant to be suggestive only.